and the powers of the king were inseparable. The monarchy, unlike a tyrant, ruled justly. On the other hand, the monarchy also had a constitution, or what were called at the time fundamental laws. But laws were not shared, or the lawmaking power was not shared, as it was with the English parliament. The king was the sole lawgiver, as he was ultimately the sole judge. The fundamental laws that bound the action of the king was first the Salic Law. This was a law, uh, a traditional law passed in the 13th century that limited the accession to the throne through the male line. It was designed to exclude English kings from claims on the throne and led to the, the action of the Hundred Years' War. No woman could inherit the throne directly or through the female line because females were considered weak and unstable. A male line gave stability and unity to the kingdom. That's one Salic law. The other was that the law could not be uh, upended. Louis XIV did upend the Salic law by legitimizing the royal bastards at the end of his life, and he did this because he outlived his own son and heir, he outlived his grandson, son and heir, and he was going to be succeeded by the future Louis XV, who at the time was only four years old. He therefore legitimized the male royal bastards in order to con continue the continuity of the Bourbon line. But this was an act of tyranny. It was considered an act of tyranny. He also took a constitutional oath to maintain uh, Christianity in the kingdom, which meant, because he was a Catholic monarch, maintaining the prerogatives and rights of the Catholic Church. Protestants were simply not tolerated. They, were simply, they simply existed, as far as that was concerned. The king is also the king on the death of his predecessor. There is a continuity, therefore, in the state, as represented by him in the person, and therefore treaties had a, a binding power that went beyond the will of an individual king. These are the fundamental laws of the French Bourbon kingdom. They are not what we would consider constitutional. They're not liberal. They're, they're, they're very foreign to our point of view. Kings themselves had a very unusual upbringing. The monarchy was a public institution, and therefore the life of the king was uh, also public. So the kings, the kings had very little private life. For example, the, the king was enormously accessible to the subjects in his kingdom. They could, they could wander about Versailles at any one time, and despite, even though there was a household guard protecting the king, the ideal was accessibility to the monarch, which, of course, laid them open sometimes to assassination. Louis XIV's grandfather, Henry IV, was assassinated in 1604. There was an attempt on his great-grandson, Louis XV, in 1757, where uh, the, the proverbial lone assassin tried to kill him with a knife. So kings were, were, were very much uh, public people. So public, for example, that queens gave birth in public. The royal wedding night was also a public event with as many as 30 people surrounding the bed to verify that the, um, the marriage had been consummated. Since marriages were often dynastic, the, the interests of the individuals were subordinated to the interests of state, France, or whatever foreign monarch the king happened, actually happened to marry. Kings never had a family life as children. Babies were carried off at birth and they saw their parents rarely. They lived among adults and wet nurses and tutors and people who were in fact not their relatives who may have had very strong interests in court. 
This could lead to some severe psychological problems for kings. Louis XIV's father, Louis XIII, had a very strange upbringing, which made him a stammerer all his life. People said he was a melancholic, he was irritable, he was domineering, he was a very smart and intelligent man. He knew Latin, but he was a poor student. He loved carpentry and blacksmithing, as a lot of the Bourbon kings did. But he never produced a, a male heir until 22 years into the marriage. And it was, it was said, these are the phrases that's used by one of the memorialists, his loves were strange loves. All his relationships with men were dominated by jealousy. The, the, the inference is that he was ultimately more gay than he was heterosexual. The kingdom that Louis XIV inherited was a very old kingdom, as we've already seen. The kingdom was dominated by an established church, which had a monopoly on public worship in the kingdom. It was also uh, ruled by a nobility which saw itself as an equal partner with the king.